legend. Hey guys, welcome back to another interview and this time we're having here the Lorga champion of the Ruination Open with us, none other than Dr. Chekhov. How are you doing, my guy? I'm doing very well. <laughs> this is my cat Sonia, as you see. <laughs> did did yeah, she help well. out winning the tournament? Oh, definitely. Definitely helped. Yeah. Uh, she uh, likes to bite the paraphernalia, so... <laughs> Alright, but since you are a new face around here in the tournament scene, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Have you played any card games before LOR? What's your history with card games? Sure. Um, I have not played any card games competitively before LOR. Um, the only thing I would say is a very small amount of playing Pokemon TCG by myself against myself uh, when I was quite young. Uh, in terms of games experience, uh, so I am uh, a USCF national master in chess, so I do think that that has some correlation. But uh, in terms of card games, no. Uh, I haven't played MTG, I haven't played Hearthstone, never touched them in my life. And why LR? How did you arrive to play LR? What what gave you the push? <laughs> uh, well, I did play League of Legends, um, and I don't know. I guess I just uh, saw the saw the beta, watched some people playing, got uh, very excited about it, and I couldn't actually play for a long time because um, I couldn't play it in the beta because I have a Mac. Uh, so actually, I do all of my LOR on mobile. <laughs> Which I know is a bit rare. Um, Wait, did you win top, this tournament on mobile? Yes. <laughs> well, I we have a seasonal winner on mobile. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not new. Uh, but what mm -hmm. made you actually fall in love with LOR? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. I, um, you know, the, the strategy of it is so deep. Um, I think it's, you know, absolutely, like... Fantastic the combinations you can do. I've always been a huge uh, fan of deck building and the way that decks are constructed is so interesting. Um, and particularly because it's a card game, it adds this element of chance and random luck that you don't get in things like chess, for example. Um, it you know keeps it sort of fresh and interesting. It's funny you mentioned luck because from all the card games, you, you might not know because you didn't play much of them, but <laughs> I think everyone knows the Hearthstone memes and all of that. Mm -hmm. And that LR is a game that tries to keep the, the RNG in check, keep it stable, give it to your power. So I guess that's why you are still hooked, because in chess <laughs> you do not have randomness, but you are stable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Alright, so... Let's get to the point, let's get to what people want to see, because we have a lineup to discuss. And guys, we are going to discuss this lineup in increasing spiciness. The first one, you see a Shen Jarvan, nothing out of the ordinary. So why did we bring Shen Jarvan out of all the decks to the tournament? Well, I guess I should kind of start at the beginning, which is um, with the open rounds. Um, in the open rounds, I brought a slightly different lineup. I brought TF Sivir, Draven Riven, and a deck I made the night before, uh, which was Akshan Elise, just like a fearsome aggro, basically. Uh, and the idea that I had for that lineup was I wanted to target 
Sivir uh, decks and aggro decks, because I thought people were going to play Sivir and stuff that counters Sivir. Um, and so that lineup you know, did pretty well, but you know, the actual power level of Akshan Elise is not super high. So I did, you know, it did exactly what I wanted to. It beat all the aggro decks, it beat all the Sivir decks, but then I would lose to something like Dravenez, right? Uh, so when I was preparing for Top Cut, I didn't want to bring that again. I also knew that one of my was bringing a full control lineup. So something like uh, Draven Riven was going to absolutely just crumble to like Anivia and Keg Viego. Like, there was no chance in hell I was winning that. Uh, so I decided to make a new lineup. Uh, so in terms of building the new lineup with Shen Jarvan, uh, I think that Shen Jarvan is in a really good place right now. It's um, uh, always been a powerful deck, but right now in particular, I think it does very well into sort of perceived meta and even perceived meta counters. Um, it, it beats Sivir Akshan. It beats um, all kinds of like, you know, elusive stuff. I mean, uh, aggro, it does pretty well into right now. Um, and it's it, it's just a very strong sort of stable deck, and I th honestly thought one of the reasons I would bring it is that people would ban it, and that was true. I only got to play it in one game uh, because everybody banned this deck. Why do you think they banned this deck? Was there a reason? Was the lineup that weak to change uh, to change Arvan, or maybe they didn't want to face a deck that they weren't sure how to play against? Um. Honestly, I think my opponents in the first, in the quarterfinals and the semis, I, well, sorry, I, I think my opponent in the quarterfinals may have uh, messed up by banning Shen Jarvin um, because they were playing a lineup with Discard, Azarelia, and Gangplank Sichuani. Um, so. I don't, maybe they do, just didn't know that TF Sivir completely stomps Discard and beats Azarelia as well. So I would have banned that had I been them, but instead, I think, you know, you ban the, the deck that you're most familiar with beating you, if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think if, you know, if I were in their shoes, I would ban TF Sivir because it's uh, a way stronger matchup. It's just, it's free against all aggro, but... Um, They've been Shen Jarvan, and I think it's just like, again, people think, you know, my other decks are memes, and they kind of are. So <laughs> it makes sense to ban the, the sort, of, sort of best deck. All right. And did you encounter any, any hard counters for the deck or decks that could give you problems? I, I know you said you, you played this just once, but did you find any decks that might have given you any problems? Um... Well, so I banned GP Sedge every time uh, I, it came up. Actually, I banned it by accident, though. So <laughs> I don't know if that's part of my lineup strategy. I actually just ran out of time, and it banned the first deck on the slate. But <laughs> um, so that would have been a matchup that, that counters Shen J4 um, is, is GP Sedge. But then people were bringing GP Sedge with just like aggro decks. Um, and so once you ban GP Sedge, Shen J4 is great against most aggro. Um, it's great against Viego decks. I run so one of the reasons I have three concerted strike in here is that I'm specifically targeting uh Viego a little bit, just because um I, I, I think that 
well, I think that uh, the deck is pretty strong uh, against just that kind of Viego style of get big and do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we can concerted strike him, and then we can rally and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was part of the idea of that, I suppose. All right, but you keep mentioning TFC over and over, so we have to get to it, right? <laughs> it is, it is the spice. It is what we are here for. So TFC, <laughs> how did this deck come to be willed into existence? Yeah, so uh, I made this deck uh, almost, you know, like a month and a half ago now, um, and basically it's it's very simple. You take all the good cards from Shurima and all the good cards from Bilgewater and you stick them together. And I think for this reason, a lot of people feel like it doesn't synergize very well. Uh, but on the contrary, I think um, it, it synergizes extremely well. Um, you don't necessarily get a lot of payoff off of Sivir level, which is maybe what people are you know concerned about. You know, Akshan Sivir, great payoffs for leveling Sivir. Um, you know, it's it's this fantastic combo deck that can completely OTK you. Uh, whereas this, uh, the idea is mostly that you level Sivir really, really fast, and she's just a good unit. So in terms of what she's actually providing, usually it's just spell shield to all units, right? Um, yeah. She's just a strong unit. So in terms of, yeah, in terms of like building the deck, I did go through a lot of iterations of, the, of this deck. Uh, this list that you see right now, um, you know, I... I um, I tried a lot of stuff before settling on on this kind of thing. And actually, the the harpoon is a relatively recent add. Um, the harpoon slash right of negation slash potentially quicksand spot is basically where the deck can uh, switch around and do different things. So um, it, it's the tech card, basically. And here, again, I was sort of pseudo-targeting Viego decks, which this deck before adding Harpoon, usually had a hard time with, but after Harpoon, I've never had a problem with. Awesome. And can you walk us through a bit on how do you actually play this deck? Which are the steps for setting up different combos, different potential lines for the deck? Sure, yeah. Um, so I actually did make a guide for this deck. It's on uh, r slash competitive LOR. And I did kind of say a lot of this stuff in the guide, but I think it's... Um, it, you know, it, it's definitely worth checking out. But basically, the deck works like a tempo deck, right? You want to play out very strong units. I mean, Sivir and Rune Runner, great example. They usually take two or more cards to remove for most control decks. Uh, you play out strong units, and you try to hinder your opponent's development. The typical play for something like this is uh, a Dreadway deckhand out on two, and you hold TF and make it rain in your hand. And it's a perfect fork, right? Uh, essentially, the opponent either open attacks and loses to make it rain, or they develop and lose to TF red card. So just for that reason, because it's so consistent, the bilge water package, um, it's really easy to get a really good early game and to beat essentially all aggro decks. I really think that TF Sever is basically favored versus any aggro you can name including, uh, I've only played against this deck once or twice now, but uh, the new uh, Lulu Zed elusive deck that's all the rage nowadays. Um, 
I think TF Sivers should be favored against that, and for that reason, I you know I think it's a bit of a sleeper pick. I think it's it's a pretty good bring just because it's again really favored against basically all aggro and pretty flexible in that way. Um, in terms of playing the deck, right? You were talking about um, what's the sort of general play pattern. Like I said, you basically slam a good unit every turn. You do play reactively with CF red card. Um, and there are ways to force your opponent to do things. Uh, I want to highlight Treasure Seeker as basically, you know, a completely broken card. Um, every deck that's running it, you know, it's it's a three of it's it's one of the best cards in the deck. Uh, but in this deck in particular, it's super good. We already know that it pairs well with Merciless Hunter because you can vulnerable something and then attack it with the Ephemeral. But it also pairs really well with TF Red Card because. You can Waking Sands pass basically at any point during your attacking turn. You play Waking Sands, you get an Ephemeral 5-2. The opponent wants to play out a blocker or, I don't know, for example, an Esdraven, right? Uh, you play Waking Sands, their typical play is Arachnoid Sentry, right? Gets a ton of value, right? It stops the Ephemeral attack. You'd think it would be really good. But I sometimes play Waking Sands versus Esdraven to bait out the Sentry, in order to then use a kegged red card on that sentry and, and the entire board. So I think it has great synergy with the way that this deck plays, which is aggressive and reactive. Oh, it's definitely a sleeper because we did not see this deck so much in action up until now. So definitely something worth checking, especially because seasonal is around the corner. So this might be some civilization for the seasonal. But up next, something that I think nobody would have saw coming, another deck, Action Tariq. Why? <laughs> um, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think this is a bad deck. <laughs> uh, the reason that I brought it was because I had been messing around with it, and I felt really comfortable on it. I felt like I knew how to play it, and I didn't think anybody else would know how to play against it. Um, I don't think that this list has the, the highest power level, but there is a lot of stuff in here which is sort of kind of low-key. Like, you don't expect it to be good, and then it is. Um, so the, the first thing that I can think of is um, just running 3-hush, right? The ability to run 3-hush in this meta is great. Um, and you have to run three. Actually, this is my uh, thesis, is that if you're running Hush, I don't think you can run one or two. Because if you're ever facing a Spell Shield deck, the only play is double Hush, right? Uh, that's, that's really, I mean, the interaction we have in this deck is Hush, Grappling Hook, and Boomerang Blade. And you don't want to be popping a Spell Shield with Boomerang Blade. <laughs> So the only way it can possibly win against Action Sivir, it's unfavored versus Action Sivir, by the way, um, is double hush. So that, that's sort of why I think um, if you're running hush, you need to run three of it. Uh, and I don't mind running hush. I think it's, it's a bit, uh, again, sort of sleeper. It, it is another sort of mild target of Viego decks. Um, Viego has a really hard time with hush, uh, not just for his uh, stats, but also for his level up. Oftentimes, people will overcommit to a level up, and then you um, hush Grappling Hook Viego, right? And it's uh, 
and their game's over because they've just played out a bunch of ephemeral units and basically destroyed their whole board. They killed their whole board for you, right? So that's part of the reason I brought it is a soft target of Viego, and mostly I just felt really comfortable on it. Um, I never ever want to bring decks that are good, but something that I'm not that I don't know how to play, right? Right. So how does this deck work? And most importantly, why did it work in the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> um, so how this deck works is essentially it's a buff deck, right? Akshan and Tarek both level up from buffing your own units. Um, so we run three times Shapestone, three times Pale Cascade, um, the Absolver. These are all great cards. Um, I think Guiding Touch is also really important. I would not run less than three times Guiding Touch. Uh, because it's one of the three spells in the deck that really is... Well, sorry, four spells in the deck that's really good to copy with Tarek, uh, because card draw is so important. Um, so Guiding Touch and Pale both draw cards, and uh, when you play them on Tarek, they draw an extra card, right? So the game plan of the deck is always to try to get Akshan's landmark out as quickly as possible. That's another reason why I'm running three times Vecron Vagabond, and I know some people think this card is trash, but it increases the deck's consistency by a lot. Um, I think you have to have it in a deck like this that requires Akshan to level up and requires the landmark to be ticking down, because it feels so bad to get to you know turn four or five and you don't have a landmark ticking down, because then it's very easy to just run out of draw on this deck. Um, but if you play an early Akshan or an early Vagabond, uh, even if you don't draw the rest of your early game, you're chilling, right? Even if you draw, you know, three Guiding Touches, you know, two Shape Stones, you actually don't even feel like you've bricked that hard, just because every time you use one, you get a love, uh, you get a progression on the landmark. So that's kind of the the main way the deck plays. The sort of win condition of the deck. A lot of people. Think it's bad to cut Ruin Runner from this deck and play Vecaron Bruiser instead. Um, and I don't agree with that. I think this deck doesn't have the ability to make the Ruin Runner, you know, so incredibly insane. I mean, the best you can do is double shape stone your Ruin Runner, and that's quite strong, but that's a very particular hand. Uh, you know, other decks, you know, like Silver Action, right? You can ghost, you can uh, use double attack, you can do all that sort of stuff, and that makes Ruin Runner very strong, but uh, I prefer Bruiser, and one of the reasons is it's a very good defensive card. Uh, your opponent doesn't want to attack into you at any point when you have Bruiser, uh, because it just gives you free Lucky Finds, it gives you free uh, Taric level ups, gives you free Akshan uh, landmark progressions. Um, I, I think it's, it's a very strong card uh, in general. And the way you sort of finish out the game with this deck is usually with the Absolver, or... Um, <laughs> Uh, just with uh, a large board. All the units that we play are pretty pretty chunky. They can take a bit of punishment. And so they will block, and then your opponent will lose their board. It's that simple. In the tournament, I actually played against... Let's see. With, with this deck, I, I beat Discard with it, uh, and then I beat Lurk with it in the final game. And I think that's actually a pretty good... Uh, illustration, that final illustration with, with Lurk, because um, like that doesn't seem like a deck that this would counter, if that makes any sense. Like Because they have very strong uh, attack stats, you would think, oh, Tarek and, and Bruiser can't block effectively. 
Um, but the one thing that made that matchup work really well, even though, you know, I didn't draw Akshan on two, right? I didn't draw like my, my early game. I didn't even draw a blocker. Uh, I didn't draw Treasure Seeker, uh, right? Uh, the first thing I played was uh, Vekron Vagabond on three in that game. But the Solari Sunforger actually saved my game because uh, if you play this and your opponent has a full board of Lurk units, suddenly they don't want to attack. And missing Lurk is huge on an attack turn, especially, right? So my opponent didn't attack because I had, a, you know, a, a Sunforger out with Lifesteal. And that means that their units didn't threaten Tarek and Vekaron Bruiser when they came out the next few turns. So even against something like that, where it has very high attack stats, uh, you can stop them from open attacking. Yeah, so in, in, in terms of uh, the, the way this deck performed in the tournament, I'm, I'm, you know, I was obviously very happy with it. Um, that said, I don't think I will bring this deck again to a serious tournament. I will continue to play it on ladder because it is really fun. And it does have like surprisingly good matchups against some of the meta. I mean, it beats Shen J four, for example. Um, it beats uh, a lot of like random stuff uh, with the Sunforgers. It does tend to beat aggro. Um, not every aggro deck like TF Silver, but it does tend to beat aggro. Uh, so I think it's it's worth trying out. You know, it's worth experimenting a little bit. I think if you were taking a serious version of this to a tournament, you might want to actually cut the Boomerang Blade, which is a bit of a meme card. Um, I, I guess I should explain the interaction just if anybody hasn't seen it. Um, this is in a chemotherapy video, actually, uh, that just came out. But basically, uh, Tarek copies Boomerang Blade. Like, he doesn't copy Grappling Hook because it requires a target of him and a unit. But Boomerang Blade technically doesn't target an enemy unit. So if you play it on Tarek, he strikes the strongest and weakest enemy, and then he supports somebody, and they, you know, burst speed, strike the, the, the strongest and weakest enemy. So you commit the attack, and the second you commit the attack, the strikes go off so that, so that the opponent can't even block with their units before they die. Um, that said, you know, it's a 7-mana slow-speed spell, right? It's not a good card. Uh, the reason to play this, I felt, in this particular meta was that deny isn't very common. It's still there, but it's not too common. And mostly, I want my opponents to play around it. <laughs> um, it's always nice to have the opponent be sitting there with you know eight or nine mana, you know, shaking in their boots because they don't want to play into boomerang blade. Whereas you know, in your hand, it's like like a mountain goat or something, you know. So there's definitely uh, a potential reason to include it in an open deckless tournament. But probably the optimal version of this deck doesn't include it. Do you plan to actually optimize the deck or make it more competitive? Or do you plan, as you said, to just play it on ladder and have fun? Well, I do think that this version is probably the best version of this deck. I think 4LW built a version of this deck, which is fine. But I think this version that I played is definitely more optimized. Um, I I have explained some reasoning for, for why uh, some of the cards are in there, I, I think, so far. But I, I think there's room to optimize it further. Um, I don't know what that would be. You probably need a, a better deck builder than me to do it. Um, but 
there's a chance, you know, there's a chance this could come back, you know, like in different metas and different places. This could definitely be a deck at some point. I, I don't really think that it's the most competitive deck to bring to seasonals, right? Um, if I were, you know, crafting a lineup for seasonals, uh, I would 100% bring TF Server because I think it's an incredibly strong deck. Um, people say, by the way, that you shouldn't play TF Server in your lineup because it takes up Sivir, right? You can't play Sivir Akshan. And that's true, but they don't think that it also frees up your pink-yellow slot. So, for example, a really good lineup, when I, I, I hope that uh, people play, I think Darkodius uh, actually discussed this briefly, was playing something like TF Sivir, Azurelia, and Gangplank Sejuani. That's a really strong lineup, in my opinion. It has really good matchups across the board, and... Uh, like Gangplank, Sejuani, and Azarelia usually, um, you know, lose to aggro. But I think a very typical lineup, just like in Lorga, uh, will be something like Akshan, Sivir, and two aggro decks, right? Akshan, Sivir, discard something else. And in that case, the opponent is not going to be able to ban uh, Akshan, Sivir counters. They aren't going to be able to ban Azarelia or GP Sedge because discard loses to TF Sivir every time. So... They're going to have to ban that deck. So that's kind of my uh, spiel on why I think that um, I'm definitely going to be bringing TF Sivir to Seasonals. The other two decks, I don't know. Uh, Shen Jarvan is definitely a possibility. I do think it, it uh, is uh, a strong deck and works fairly well. But um, yeah, I think uh, the main reason why this lineup was successful was that people are playing bad decks like aggro and lurk um, <laughs> and uh they are not respecting tf Sivir at all uh it's it's a really strong deck and you can't play aggro into it that's that's you know what i have to say i think i have seen things like tf and um TF and Shurima combination. I have seen Zillion, for example, being played. And I, I can agree, it's a menace if you're playing aggro. I've been playing a lot of discard aggro into that region combination. They basically lock you down, so please ban this deck if you're playing a aggro lineup. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you actually practice with anyone for this tournament with this lineup? Or was it just pure leather? Uh, honestly, it wasn't really... I, I didn't really scrim with anybody, and I didn't really play very much ladder either. Um, I don't, you know, I don't play a lot of ladder, actually. <laughs> um, but uh, mostly, uh, I, I do have to give a, a shout-out to Game Boy Rob, because uh, I feel like he's a, a huge part of uh, refining and, 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 uh, and making TF Silver better. So I think, you know, part of my preparation was just... Uh, you know, talking with, with Rob casually on Twitch, like not even uh, scrimming or anything. Uh, but then mostly I just kind of threw it together myself. Uh. Well, it's it nice to see a creative player that just brings free decks that is feeling comfortable with. They look a little bit crazy, maybe, maybe to some people, but they also do not know what to ban because they're like, hmm... Shen Jarvan, meme deck one or meme deck two. I'm banning Shen Jarvan because, as you said, I know that I'm losing against that. <laughs> and then they get surprised. But yeah, it, it's been actually a pleasure to discuss about all these creative choices in, in your lineup. But we're at the end of the interview and we have this one traditional question. If you have one thing that you would like to say to the audience, just one thing only, which one would that be? 
Um, I mean, I guess my message is uh, TF Silver isn't a meme. <laughs> and uh, I really think it, it, it should hit a lot of lineups that aren't considering it right now. Um, as far as, yeah, sort of anything else to say to the community, uh, I, I want to thank the community. I feel like uh, all of you know the the Rune Terra uh, streamers that I've like pestered throughout my uh, short career uh, have been incredibly nice, and I think that uh, we have a really great community here. And I hope that uh, they continue doing what they're doing, except for playing TF Server. <laughs> yeah, that, that that deck is yours. It, it is copyrighted. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 I think everybody should play it, but, um, well, I, I think everybody should play it. We are going to see if the TFC train is going to be catchy or not, but until next, next time, thank you guys for watching us, for tuning in for a little bit of TFC, TFC action, and until next time, see ya.